Hello there from Bedford, the Bitcoin capital of the world in the United Kingdom. How are you all doing? Happy Sunday. I hope you're keeping well. Nice to see Bitcoin back over 50,000 this morning. I think things are starting to heat up again, which is very, very cool. Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by the Mighty Kraken, the best place to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack, and today I've got Shinobi back on the show. He's going to be helping me set up my node, and this is a slightly different episode, nothing like I've done before. I'm not really sure how this is going to work out, so I'm going to be interested in your feedback on this. Anyway, before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. Firstly, we're kicking off with my good friends over at BlockFi. And as you know, because I've been telling you for a couple of months now, they had a massive announcement before Christmas. BlockFi is launching a Visa Rewards credit card, and it's coming very, very soon. I've been very excited about this. It's always good to find new ways to stack sats. And with BlockFi Visa Rewards credit card, you're going to be able to earn a market-leading 1.5% rewards rate in Bitcoin on all card purchases. Yes, you can stack sats with all your card purchases, and BlockFi have now opened up the waitlist to the public now, anyone, regardless of whether they have a BlockFi account or not, is eligible to join that waitlist. If you do want to find out more, then I recommend you do your own research into BlockFi and then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. And next up, we have Ledger, my newest sponsor. Now, Ledger is the first hardware wallet I ever used, and I bought a Nano S. I bought that something like four years ago. I think it's over four years ago now. And I'm still using that device today because for a couple of reasons. Firstly, look, it's so easy to use. The device itself is very easy to use. It's obviously robust if it survived four years of my usage, but also with Ledger Live, the software they've created to interface with the wallet itself is super easy to use. I've always been a big fan of the product, which is why I've always kept using it. Also, for you Android users out there, you can connect your Nano S to your Android phone to manage your Bitcoin on the go. Now, if you want to find out more, please do head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. And let's talk about Kraken, my favorite place for buying and selling Bitcoin. And it's the only place I use for buying and selling Bitcoin. And you want to know why, right? Well, they're consistently rated the best and most secure crypto exchange. And security is really important to me. They also have the best in class in customer service. So if you have an issue, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you reach out to them, they're going to help you get that fixed. And if you want to start trading Bitcoin, whatever your level of experience, if you head over to Kraken.com, it could not be easier to sign up and start trading. They also have a beautiful mobile first app so you can buy Bitcoin on the go. And with their margin trading, futures and OTC desk, Kraken has every option cover for you. There is no better place to trade Bitcoin. You can find out more at Kraken.com or download the app. It's available for the iPhone and Android. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N-P-R-O. Okay, so on to the show today, and this is quite a different one. So after last week's episode on nodes, which I discussed with Shinobi, he sent me away with a bit of homework, which was to set up Tor, to set up Spectre, to download Bitcoin Core and sync it, and connect my hardware wallet. <laughs> okay, I completely and utterly failed. So I've been struggling with doing this with a Raspberry Pi, which by the way, I'm not going to give up on. After this, I'm going to go back to my Pi. I'm also going to set up an embassy. I'm going to try all the different ways to run a Bitcoin node because I want to share that back with you. And for those out there who are like, Pete, you're a fucking moron. Like you need to understand this. I'm telling you now, I have never had a show get more emails coming in than the last show with Shinobi, where people were telling me they have similar issues, they struggle with it. 
So anyway, I reached out to Shinobi and said, listen, I'm having some difficulties. I want your help. So what we're going to do is let's just record you helping me with this. We should have, you know, probably should have had actual screen there so you could actually see what I was clicking. But I just wanted to talk through my experience of what I was struggling with. And I don't know who's going to get more benefit from it. this. It might be other people who are struggling with a node who will say, yeah, I get this. It doesn't make sense to me. It might be some of you nerds who think this is easy and you might think, oh, right, I didn't realize this is how morons like Pete think. Or none of you might like it and just might think the whole show doesn't work. I really don't know. It's a completely different type of show. But anyway, go go and check it out. I, I do struggle and there's a number of things that go wrong. There's a number of things that just I don't understand. And also, when I have an interface such as like Spectre, which, by the way, Ben Kaufman, you've done a great job. Come on the show. Let's talk about it. At the same time, with all the technical jargon that exists within the application, it gives me a bit of anxiety. I'm a bit nervous using it because I'm like, well, what does that mean? Could I fuck up? You know, could I end up losing my Bitcoin if I get some of this wrong? Um, Also, during the process, I did accidentally prune my node and then I tried to unprune it, if, if that's a term, and then... Basically, I've ended up having to re-download the blockchain again. But I will be setting that up again. I know what I'm doing. I know now how to connect that to Spectre. Um, And the next step is just to connect a cold card and send a bit of Bitcoin to Shinobi. So I'm not far off. Realistically, though, I could not have done this without help. And I think that is an ongoing problem for Nose. I think if you want tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or a certain percentage, like a high percentage of people to be able to run a node, the kind of route I've gone trying to set up Tor, trying to set up uh, Spectre, that's going to be a real difficulty for some people. Like if I didn't have Shinobi, I would have given up. Anyway, I'm going to keep going because I want to find the route that is easy for non-techies to do it. Anyway, let me know what you think on this one. As I say, it's completely different to a normal episode. If you want to reach out, my email address is hello at what Bitcoin did. I do reply to everyone apart from the weirdos. Actually, I even replied to some of the weirdos. But anyway, just try and keep it normal. Outside of that, do go and check out the first show with Shinobi about nose. If you haven't listened to that, Also, if you want to listen to my other show, which is Defiance, that's at defiance.news. Go and check that out. And if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, that's at neveredit.com. Go and check that out. All right, have a great rest of your weekend. And I've got a banging show for you on Tuesday with Dominic Frisby. Don't miss that one. Love you all. Speak to you all soon. Shinobi, you're going to tell me off, aren't you? Oh, no. No, just going to say hi. Well, what's up, everybody? I'm uh, I'm just sitting in front of my my brand new um, Bitcoin core node that uh, is 98% done syncing. I, I just set it up for fun, you know, after after the last episode. <laughs> You're such a show off, man. All right, listen, I'm going to talk you th- we're recording all of this and I'm going to talk you through all of it because... I think I'm going to get some people empathize with this. By the way, I've had so uh, no show has produced more emails and DMs than the last Node show. It's really fascinating. Uh, a lot of people going, "Yeah, I've got no idea," which is uh, makes me feel better. Um, okay, so my Mac Mini synced, right? And then the first step was to install Tor, right? So this is what I did. I'm going to literally talk you through it. Where is it? Tor project installation. Well, kind of, I don't even have the link anymore. See, this is what you're Man. you're about to learn the the downside of having Apple tightly control everything on a computer, um, and how much of a headache it is to go around that. I think that's pretty much yeah, what you ran. Well, into. maybe. <laughs> 
Well, so look, I firstly, I, I set up the Mac Mini fresh and I went through all these like things that I should do to keep it private. I installed a VPN. So I, what, what's wrong with just having a VPN? Well, I mean, strictly speaking, nothing, but Tor is just a little better in the sense of with the VPN, they know what you're doing. But when you're connecting to Tor, those Tor nodes that you directly peer with, they don't know what you're doing. Right, but what, what does that actually mean? Well, I mean, think of it like this way. When, when you use a VPN or anything like that, the idea is you're trying to hide from your internet service provider what you're doing. You can do that with a VPN, but then whoever runs that VPN can see all the stuff that your internet service provider used to be able to see. But when you use Tor because right. of the onion routing, like the people you directly connect to on Tor, they, they don't know what you're doing, like a VPN or an ISP would. Right, okay. All right, well, I'll tell you a couple of interesting things. Okay, firstly, um, I've got like a wireless mouse and keyboard, and obviously you need the same for your Mac Mini to get it to work. And trying to flip between a wireless Mac and a keyboard from my Mac Mini when I'm not using it to my laptop was so annoying. I ended up just buying I ended up just buying another one. So I've got two sets here. So I'm gonna be going between the two. And also after this, I'm gonna have another go with my Pi once we're done. I'm gonna try again with that because I think it might be the SSD. Somebody put a note up saying that if you're using one that was designed for a camera, it might not work. So the SSD was one I had lying around from that was for a for a camera. Okay, that, that definitely sounds like it so, could be the explanation there. If it was having errors and had to deal with that every couple, whatever. Right. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about what I went through. Was the forest of the command line terminal scary, Peter? Were, were there scary noises and animals? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, do you know what? I don't. I tell you what. I don't mind command line because I tell you what. When I very very first got into crypto. I bought some Monero and I had to interface with the command line for that. Okay, Peter, I'm gonna well. I'm gonna paddle you like an old like nun back when nuns taught school. You 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 have set up a Monero node, Peter. I, I, no, no, wallet. I okay, I, a wallet okay. or something. I don't uh -huh. know. Whenever I first bought Monero, all I knew is there was like this get Monero website or something that seemed a bit like I didn't trust having my Monero in there. And so I set up something locally and it was command line and I followed instructions and I basically stored it and then I never moved it again until there was like a, a, a GUI for it, which was I think a couple of years later. Depending on when this was, Peter, I think what you did was set up a Monero node. Without even knowing it? Um, potentially. Well, that that is that is possible. That is possible. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have known I've done it, and if I did, it was by accident. So anyway, so what I did is, I first job is to install Tor, right? So did a Google search, found the instructions, and it says here here install a package manager. There are two package managers, OX OSX Homebrew and Mac Ports. You can use package manager of your choice. So I was like, I'll just go with the first one. But I've got no idea what a package manager is or why I should care. I mean, what is a package manager? Think of it like an app store, except not for normies. Okay. I mean, it's, it's literally... So that allows you... Yeah, to, it's like, think of it like a command line app store. 
Like that's pretty much what that is. Okay. So I've got my Mac Mini here with my VPN. And so I followed those instructions, which were to... Uh, so I installed uh, Homebrew. Um, and then, you know, I don't mind looking at command line and using it, but I have to copy and paste everything it's telling me. I don't understand the instructions. Like I've got no reason to know what, what they are. But... The next point we got to is uh, is that I got 90, 92 blocks to sync, right? So let's open up command line. Right? Oh, so wait, you did get it. You did get it syncing, just not the tour part set up. So everything else you got done? Yeah, yeah. I've gone. I'm fully synced. Okay, I've got core sync. Awesome. Okay. Man. We 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 are winning a lot harder than I thought we were. So we've got my terminal open, right? And the next instruction is brew space install space tour, right? I do that. Oh, it looks like it's doing it this time. Updating homebrew. That's so weird, because remember last time I did this, it didn't work. Well, I think that's because, remember, after it didn't work the first time, I had you run that command um, to, like, put it in your system settings. Yeah, because it's it's generally like here's one just general thing about command line stuff when you're going outside of the package manager that comes with the operating system. Mm -hmm. Like if you just go get stuff from an outside source and install it, a lot of the time, like um, <clears throat> the app store or the the package manager from the operating system, like in Linux's case, when I go install something from the package manager it will install settings in the system so that anywhere in the command line, I can just type like Bitcoin QT and it'll launch. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> if you kind of do things yourself, sometimes it won't set that. So you have to like set that, that kind of setting manually or find the actual folder that it put the, the compiled program in and then run it from there. And I think what happened there was um, like that's you skipped that step on accident. All right. Well, listen. I think I think just going through this process, I'm lucky. I've got you to help me, and other people might have that. But I think a lot of people would just give up on this. They're like, I have no. I think some people will just install the Tor browser and think they've installed Tor, and other people will go through this process and they'll just be like, they'll have to follow the instructions. But they're going to be like, I have no idea what's going on here. But anyway, so I've done yeah, that. I mean, if, if you if you can get over the hurdle and just use the Tor browser and set up Core, I mean, that's an option. I wanted you to kind of play with installing Tor on its own, one, just to see if you can do it, and two, I just think that it's, it's, a, it's safer and easier that way because depending on how you set the, the settings for everything, like... If you did not set Bitcoin Core to only talk over Tor and nothing else, but then you accidentally close the Tor browser, there goes Tor. And now it's only communicating over, you know what I mean? It's, it's really in the grand scheme of things, you can set it up with the Tor browser to work fine and safe. I just think that's kind of hacky. And I think people should install stuff if they can, so that it will just always be running on their operating system. Like when they turn their computer on, Tor is just already there. They don't have to go open the browser. You know what I mean? 
Right, okay. Well, so this terminal thing, I obviously I can type stuff in it and get it to work. But like to, to really understand what's going on there, this isn't about being a programmer, right? This is just about interfacing with the computer outside of a mouse and a keyboard. This is directly interfacing with the computer, yeah? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm no programmer. I can barely write a basic Python script, but... You know, command line, it's just if, if you can get comfortable with it, it's it's a lot more flexible to do things that are way more obnoxious to go figure out how to do in the menu with like a, a mouse and a keyboard or whatever. Should, should I go and learn command line? Should that be on my to-do list? Well, I mean, you, given the, the fact that you make so much content in the space, yes. Most of the listeners who are probably going to be hearing this, I mean, unless you want to start diving deeper into, you know, installing stuff in this space, handling things yourself, um, then really, um, you know, yeah, go learn, have fun. It's a valuable skill, but you don't really need it beyond just don't be scared if you're copy and pasting commands from a tutorial or something. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I've done that. I've installed the uh, uh, Tor. Now, you will find a sample Tor configuration file at blah, blah, blah. Remove the sample extension to make it effective. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's pretty much um, the config file for Tor isn't uh, set up yet. So you're going to go to the directory that that's in. And then whatever it tells you to change the name of the file extension to, change the name to that. So then that way Tor so it says will... You will f- f- okay, so it says you will find a sample Tor configuration file at forward slash USR, forward slash local, forward slash ETC, forward slash Tor, forward slash Tor RC dot sample. Remove the dis- How do I remove the dot sample extension? Well, you're going to have to go to that folder, um, rename that file, and just delete it. Right, so that's, that's the interesting thing. So it... I think this tutorial here is making the assumption that I would know those basic command line instructions, but I don't even know how to do that. So how do how do I do that? Do I just do I type the, that file directory in? Do I copy that? Well, if you want to stick with the command line, do cd yeah. space and then enter that whole file path that it just gave you. Okay, so I'm going to do that so people listening know I'm typing that in. What does CD mean? Change directory. directory. Mm-hmm. Ah, so whenever I do that, that's suddenly the directory I'm in. So what's my default directory? Just your your home folder. Like if, if you just type CD by itself, that should automatically take you to whatever your home directory is on your system. Okay, so no such file or directory. Did you make sure to put the slash at the beginning? of the first uh, part of the file path? Uh, yeah, I've made a mistake. Okay, cd space uh, sample singular. Do I, do, am I meant to put a dot after the sample? No, like, okay. Okay, I think um, that the, the file name, the last part of that after the last slash, don't put that in. Like, remove that just so no, it's the it, last slash before that. Like, user, then the no. next folder, and the next folder. But the, the file name at the very end, don't type that. Am I meant to change... 
Am I meant to change user to me? No, we're, I'm right now. We're just getting you to the folder where that file is, so that yeah. you can change the nope. file name. Yeah, so it's coming up with no such CD, no such file or directory. But did you <laughs> typed the the actual file name at the end of that directory, right? Yeah. Don't oh, so that. you don't type the file. Mm -hmm. Okay. But should I have the forward slash after the final one or not? Um, it it shouldn't matter. Do, no, no such file or directory. Just not finding it. All right. I need to see what you're typing. <laughs> All right, before you type USR, are you putting that slash before that? I am putting that slash before. All right, try CD slash USR, just that. Yep, uh, Peter McCormack at Peter, Peter's dash mash, dash mini, and then I've got four slash USR per, per, oh, percent. So am I going to do CD local and work our way through it? Yep. Exactly what I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah. Ah. No such file as old director as local. Try Peter McCormick. Um, you said there was one with your name. Go in there and then go from there. Pr pretty much like slow step through everything, but replace local with that file or folder. Uh, so what? Sleedy forward slash Peter McCormick. Mm-hmm. Nope. If you just ran Linux like a proper autist, Peter, this would have been done in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but then it's another. That's another thing for me to buy and try. But can you see how people just give up on this shit? They're just like, oh. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Pete. Here, here's just random tangent. Here is why so many of these node in a box platforms and software stacks are all on Linux because it is so much easier to just make this work. Like, you know what I mean? You're on a Mac right now struggling to mm -hmm. bypass the official like Apple dev system where they have the approved apps and stuff. They sign off. You can just download them and it's obnoxious. Linux Tor is in the package manager it comes with. It would be typing two things mm -hmm. and Tor is there. And then you click core and it's running and you click whatever else and hook it up and you're done. But like it's the... But. It, it's, yeah, like <laughs> almost nobody runs Linux. But people don't have that. <laughs> so, 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 so how are we going to get past this USR thing? We're in USR and we can't get to local. Well, honestly, this is probably something I'm going to have to do a little poking and research at because I, I don't use Mac. You know what I mean? Um, the command line and the the structure for that is very similar to Linux um, for Mac OS. But aside from that, like there's all kinds of lockdowns, restrictions. Um, you know, you, Is there no way just to see the, the, the directory list? Um, yeah, if you type list, um, ls... Um, that'll show you all the folders in the directory you're in right now. So x11 bin. See, it says local. <laughs> it says it. Someone has to be making a typo then. I'm telling you, I, I can see it, and I'm typing cd forward slash a local. Aha! The forward slash, try it without that, because you are in that directory right now instead of referencing it from somewhere else. Ah, that worked. That worked. There we go. 
right? Because so then we're going to go, okay, so we're making progress. So CD, ETC, no such as, <laughs> oh, right. So what was the thing I just put no LS? forward slash. Should just try it without the, yeah. the slash. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. It's not working. I've got LS, and it's just not showing anything. Yeah. I feel like file paths are getting screwed up here. Mm. Um, yeah, well, it's it's saying I do I'm doing the LS and it's not showing anything when before it yeah, it did. Hit CD space yeah. and then two periods and then enter. And that'll move you back up the directory tree one um, back from where you yeah. came. Yeah. I'm back in I can see I do an LS and I see local. Okay, what what else is there besides local? Uh, I've got x11, x11r6, bin, lib, lib, exec, local, sbin, share, standalone. Alrighty, I feel like this put this in the wrong place, and this is going to be an adventure trying to I find th it. I think I I th I think I know why where it might be. How do we get? I know this might weird you out. How do I get back to the like the root where I was trying to put the whole thing in? Just CD and nothing else. So it says below if you're using Mac ports, go to uh, opt forward slash opt forward slash local, right? So I've gone into the opt one and it says homebrew. Start diving down that path and let's see what we find. All right, here we go. CD. And we've got it. I found the file. Tor RC sample dot sample. So I have to remove the dot sample. How do I do that? Well, first we need to get our witch's spell book and draw a pentagram around the computer desk. <laughs> um, Dude, we got there. So type MV space. Yeah. yeah. Type the Tor rc.sample file name and then space and then type tor rc and hit enter all right now hit list again and tell me if it changed the name done it we're done all right see that is a weird quirk with linux and um, mac command line stuff that's the command to just move files between different folders, but it can right. also be used to move, air quotes, a file to the same place with a different name. So it's like the moving from different folders and renaming is the same command there. So basically the instructions on the Tor website are wrong for whether you install um, Homebrew and Mac ports. I had to use, it's put it where it's the Mac port thing is. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously right now, but I'm not sure what caused this you know what i mean it might not be that the instructions are wrong like you could have done something wrong or your system true, is true. newer and it just handled things differently you know what i mean uh, well we got that okay so step three configure your application to use tor to use socks what socks um that's just a way for um it's just a standard for different programs to talk to each other and make sure that they're only going out to the internet through like certain um, protocols. 
So you can point your application directly at Tor, localhost port 9050. Uh, this may be dangerous, for example. So I, I've got a feeling I now need to open up Core and configure my ports. Is that correct? Well, indeedly, you're going to have to go into Core in the settings to the network thing. And um, yeah. Preferences. All right, okay. Allow incumbent. Connect through SOX proxy 5, default proxy. So I check that. Mm -hmm. And then go down and check and for or check the Tor box used for reaching peers via Tor under that. Oh, God, I've got two things there. Connect through SOX proxy, default proxy, and also use separate SOX proxy to reach peers via just, Tor onion services. Just check the, the first one, connect through SOX proxy, okay. um, and then under and that, then connect. Tor. It won't let me connect that. Click restart, required to activate changes. Okay, yeah, you're just going to have to restart that um, and then go in there. But then also, here's the, um, I need to go double check um, a setting one second. Because once you got that set up, we're also going to want to change something in the uh, the actual config file too. Just verifying my blocks. Used for reaching peers via IP4, IP6, and Tor are all checked, but I can't actually, they're all checked now, but I can't actually uncheck them. But you, you have the... You have connect through socks checked, and then you have the tour box checked, right? Yeah, but I can't uncheck it. It's great. It, before it was unchecked. Now it's checked, but it's still grayed out. Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's fine. It's working. Okay. All right, now so let me go done. double check what this um, last setting we want to add to the comp file is. Don't you wish these apps just had elevator music buttons? <laughs> I just wish you just press like one button and everything just worked. Yeah, but then you got to trust that that one button's working properly. Sorry, scrolling through stop and decrypts massive mm -hmm. fucking guide on compiling things. Yourself. Yeah, I looked at <laughs> I looked at his guide and went, oh god. Well, I mean, this is a way to make sure that you're running what you want to be running. It's just work. True, but I'm going to imagine that less than 0.1, maybe even less than that, maybe 0.01% of people do this. I'm glad I'm doing it, and I'm glad I've got people like you to help me, but it's just going to be too much. That's going to be my assumption. Ultimately, what you want, you want Ben Kaufman to design the wallet that has Bitcoin Core as part of it and automatically connects via Tor. If you're listening, Ben, hurry up, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just uh, scrolling. I, I, I knew I should have fucking made sure to have this stuff ready in case we actually got this working live. <laughs> <laughs> Already got it. Okay, so you see the um, option to open the configuration file in the network settings? Mm-hmm. Yep. Click that. Yep. All right. I am sending you the two lines that you want to add for that over Keybase. Um, it's going to be only net 
with no spaces equals onion. And then on the next line, you want to type proxy equals with no spaces, 127.0.0.1. Onion colon nine zero five zero so what do these two things mean it's forcing the connection to go through the proxy over tour you set up and specifically saying kind of only connect to um nodes on tour cool that's done we're done all right now to make that take effect all you got to do is reset the node again and then let's see if we got it working right Right. We're open. All right. Now what you want to do is <clears throat> go into the Windows section and click Peers. And then hopefully if this is working properly, all you should see is Tor addresses. Don't see. Under what? Under Peers. I don't see anything. Okay. Just give it a second. It's because the nodes just started up again. So it's got to find Peers. Ah, okay. So what's going on when it's doing that? Like, how is it finding peers? Well, when a node first starts, um, pretty much a lot of developers have special nodes they run um, called DNS seed nodes. And there's actually like domain names hooked up to those. And so what your node will do the first time you ever turn it on is it will connect to those seed nodes and it'll just ask them, like, what are the IP addresses or whatever for other nodes on the network? And then start connecting to okay. those. And then pretty much every time you, you turn your node off, it just remembers all the peers it's interacted with. And when you turn it back on, it'll try to just connect to them again and then ask them for more peers to have options. And in the worst case, if like all of the nodes you used to connect to are gone, then it'll just ping that seed node again and then go give me some more nodes to connect to. Right, okay. Uh, well, it's not found any yet. Um, whilst we're waiting, should we set up Spectre? Well, I mean, we got uh, Tor working. Let's go for it. Well, we hope we got Tor working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got any peers yet. Well, that if if you don't get peers soon, that's something we can handle by manually adding um, peers. I, I just feel like we've made much more progress than I thought we would. We have Tor installed properly. We have Core hooked up to Tor, even if it on, hasn't man. found peers yet. Like this is winning, Pete. This is what winning looks like. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to spec to, to go and download this. Um, Couple of interesting things. I, I messaged Ben. He, I hope he won't mind, mind me saying this. Even here, I was a bit lost on the homepage. I was like, okay, open source products we've okay, okay, cool. Desktop multi sig made, made easy, and I was like, I don't want to do a multi sig. I just want to. I just want one. I just want a normal uh, single signature wallet. And the first thing there, it says create multi sig. I was like, I don't want to create multi sig. I realize it's just a video to tell you about. I was like, where's the Where's the button? And where's the download button? Then it was like protect your privacy, connect Spectre Desktop, download from GitHub. I was like, don't want that. I just want to download the software. Then I realized you had to get it from GitHub. I was like, oh, okay. I hate downloads from GitHub. I just want to have a download button. I know it sounds weird, but I get mild anxiety on GitHub. But why? 
I don't know because it just I'm used to going to websites that say download and it whatever you want to download just downloads. I'm not used to being taken to like other websites to do this. Uh, it's just the place anyway. where they keep the code that you can't read, Peter. <laughs> I know, I know. So, I've got it. I'm going to install Spectre now. Okay, so that's installed. So I go to my applications. I open Spectre. Let's see what happens here. Okay, got Pac-Man. Pac-Man's running around. Doo-doo-doo. Okay. So, welcome to Spectre Desktop. A convenient wallet interface to better use your Bitcoin Core node. Okay, connect Spectre to your Bitcoin Core node. Need help? I don't need help. I've got Shinobi. Okay, connect in. I don't have... I have Bitcoin Core node on this computer. Okay, click that. Spectre should be able to auto-connect, detect it. Your node must be configured with server equals one line in the Bitcoin Core... in the Bitcoin comp file. So do I need to go and do this now? Yep. So I copy that bit and go and open that file we had previously. Mm -hmm. And then just go to the next line, add that, save, restart. So even even that, I would have been like, uh, like if we hadn't had this conversation, I would have been like, your node must be configured, you add this to a config file. So then I would have been Googling config files. What are they? How do I get to it? Anyway, that's done, that's saved. Goodbye. Yeah, I should have prepped better for this. I'm trying to download this to uh, to do in parallel. And uh, yeah, my internet sucks. <laughs> Five minutes to download 80 megabytes. Right. It's going to be the weirdest episode. People are listening but probably thinking, well, I just want to see your screen. Sorry, you can't see it. I think this is probably, this show is going to be more useful for for devs and it's for the news where they can actually hear what someone like me is doing. Okay. So that's done. Okay, that's fine. And then, uh, in addition, you can check out these video uh, tutorials. Set up a Spectre desktop, ministry of nodes. Okay. So, connect Spectre to your Bitcoin core nodes. Bitcoin Auto to connect. What's this? Disable auto detect to configure manually. Username, password, port. What? Default. I just let's click test, see what happens. Test passed. Connectable. Oh, I don't need to. Credentials. Great. So I'm just going to click save and hopefully that works. Hold on. So to do this, so it says. Disable auto detect to configure manually, but I don't want to configure manually. So I'm already connected. This is, yeah, I'm really confused again. Well, authentication. I'm so lost. In about 60 so seconds, I can literally start hooking this up to my new node in parallel and we can figure it out. Right, okay. I know, I know, I know. Some of the nerds are going to get really angry at me now. They're like, "How do you fucking not know this?" Oh, they're going to get angry at me. Shinobi confession time. I've actually never run Spectre before. I've just looked at the features and paid attention to the development because I like nodes that you can hook up to your wallets. You can just hook up to your node. 
I think I think I, I think I'm going to go back to trying my pie and um, and also embassy. I think I'm going to have to play the embassy one again. Oh, I definitely would say keep playing with all those things, Peter. But this this recording is ending with this setup being functional. <laughs> no, we we will get it done. I don't think we. It doesn't feel like we're far off. I think I could really help with some. If this stuff is designed for like nerds, then fine. But if it's designed, if like you want to get normal people using it, I think I can. I think I can help. Oh, and I love it. It's even an app image for the Linux release. All right, Shinobi's Spectre is almost live to start playing. Next up, Shinobi and I carry on trying to get Spectre connected to my node. But before that, I got a message from my amazing show sponsors. Okay, first up, we have Casa, the very best in Bitcoin security who I have been using to protect my Bitcoin from hackers, personal mistakes, in-person attacks, device failure, and so much more. I've been using it, I think now, it must be close to 10 months, nearly a year, which is insane how quickly that's gone. Absolutely worth it. Really glad I've done it. I am going to be upgrading to the Diamond package very soon. Now, if you are making gains on your Bitcoin, which I think a lot of you are, you know, we're over $50,000. Some of you must have made some good gains. And if you haven't got your security sorted, if you're still just using a single hardware wallet holding a lot of money on it, you really want to have a think about improving your security. Now, Casa are such badasses, they have a product for every Bitcoiner. So with Casa Gold, you get triple the security of a hardware wallet, and that is only $10 a month. With Casa Platinum, you get their 3 of 5 multi-sig, which is what I am using. And with Casa Diamond, you get their full service offering. That includes a customized personal security review, inheritance planning, and of course, their best-in-class insecurity. There is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security, and you can find out more at keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. Next up, we have my friends over in Estonia, sportsbet.io, the best place for online gaming because they accept Bitcoin. Now, I feel quite bad ripping on Tottenham all the time because my team, Liverpool, suck at the moment. It's probably a good time to bet against them losing. Sad times. Anyway, gotta love what Sportsbet.io is doing. Putting a Bitcoin logo on the front of a Southampton shirt. Billions of Premier League fans around the world are seeing the Bitcoin logo every week. Very cool. Love what you're doing, Sportsbet.io. Now, if you are interested in finding out more, they do have every market you could possibly be interested in. They've got football, tennis, American sports, motorsports, they even have esports. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. So if you want to find out more, just head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is sportsbet.io forward slash promotions. And lastly, but not least, are my friends Exodus Wallet, who I have been using recently as my mobile and desktop wallet for my Bitcoin. So, obviously, I've been talking to you about how I've been trying to test out Spectre, but I also needed a solution which has the UX set up for me just to audit and manage my Bitcoin on a monthly basis because I'm increasingly running parts of my business on Bitcoin. Recently, I had all my accounts closed down by my bank. I'm assuming it's got something to do with Bitcoin. Fuck you, Lloyds Bank, by the way. And so I've got this pressure on me to actually (laughs) have a non-traditional bank solution. So Bitcoin is definitely filling the gaps in certain parts of this. And I just needed a good wallet that I can use every month to do this. And when Exodus reached out to me, I was like, well, I've got to see it first. 
and I had a play with it, and it's fucking cool. They've crushed the UX. Very easy to use tool. I'm using it at the end of each month to do my audits, to do my payments, to receive Bitcoin, and I love it. If you want to find out more, you can check it out at exodus.com, or you can search for Exodus in the Apple or Google app stores. All right, so I take it you are at the um, hooking up Bitcoin core still? Yeah, so I look at it, I see it, and it says Bitcoin JSON RPC configuration, which means nothing to me. Just Auto scroll detect. down. If you, you added yeah. server one to your node, just hit the test button and tell me if it passes. No, I did that, and I get tick, 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 and a bunch of stuff. So it passes. So, But I, I haven't clicked connect at any moment, so the test has passed, and I'm thinking, well, I'm, I meant to click something now to connect, so I know it's connected. How do I know it's connected? It says it passed. It passed a test, yeah. But like in my head, logically, it says, "Do you want? did you want to auto? And I'm like, okay, yeah. And I click test, but there's no like final connection button. So I, I, this moment in time, I didn't realize I was connected, but that's cool that I am. General, backup and restore. Spectre data backup. Why would I want to do a backup? And how often should I do a backup? Anytime you add new keys or anything that are managed by Spectre itself. Right, okay. Authentication, none, password, protection. Should I add authentication? Um, for now, let's just get this simple and up and running. HWI bridge. I don't know what that means. Whitelist settings, whitelist domains. That's I don't the, know what um, any of this is. That's the hardware wallet um, thing. Ah, uh, okay, and then tour, tour configuration, set up port, test for connection. Failed to make test request over tour. Got an error. Hmm. What, does it say anything? Yeah, it says failed to make test request over tour. Error, socks, HTTP, connection, pull, host equals, bunch of characters, dot onion, port equals 80, max tries, EXC exceeded with URL caused by new connection error. URLib3.contrib.socks.socks connection object app failed to establish a new connection. Erno 61 connection refused. All right, that is a bunch of error messages that I'm going to need to toggle this on to ensure Spectre routes all calls external over Tor proxy. Should I, should I? Done that first. Let's try now. No, same. All right, well, you see the, the little um, arrow on the left side? Arrow on the left side where? Inspector. I've got add new wallet or add new device on the left-hand side. But does it show your version of Bitcoin Core at the top and how many blocks? Oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Say? Yeah, 673446. Well, Peter... Guess what? I'm connected. You won. I mean, we still have to go and make sure that your node's finding peers over Tor because sometimes that's a little difficult, but you won. You have Tor. You have Bitcoin Core set up. You just hooked up a wallet that you can use hardware wallets, leave keys, inspector itself. You have a wallet connected to a node, Peter. You just right. fucking you, won. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why when I do test for connection am I getting a failure, an error? Well, I'm assuming that um, 
that is just for stuff allowing you to connect to Spectre remotely, or if Spectre has to connect um, to something besides your node. But you know, right now that wallet is hooked up to your node. It's working. Right. You, you did it. Pete. Let's get some peers and. Well, we'll see. Let's get some peers. I've got no peers. Okay. I am going to send you a um, another link on Keybase. These are all separate lines um, that you want to add to the config file and then reset like we did with everything else. But those are specifically to add um, specific known nodes on Tor for your network to connect to. These are from Stop and Decrypt's guide um, just to speed up finding peers on Tor because it's it's a lot slower than over the regular internet. All right, big shout out to Stop and Decrypt for his guide. Uh, mm -hmm. That's for the real autists who want to compile everything from source code yourself so that you know that code is what you're running. All right, so I just copy those and where do I where do I paste those? Just go into the the settings and open the config file like last time and just make sure that each of those okay. is its own line in that file before you save it. Okay. Done. Save. Close and should it still take a moment to find them or should they be instantly showing? Yeah, it should it should take just a moment, but they should show up um, pretty quick if you added them manually. Still no peers? Nope, still no peers. Alright, try going into the command line or the uh, the option for the config file again and put a pound sign in front of the proxy option and the only net onion option, and then reset and see if that starts getting peers um, over when the clear net. When, when you say a pound sign, does that mean like the English pound? No, I mean like the, the number sign um, on the phone. I don't know what that is. Um, the four lines that cross each other, like a tic-tac-toe thing. I just sent you the, the symbol on Keybase. Okay. Oh, hash. All right, you're old enough that you should feel shame in only associating that symbol with Twitter hashtags. <laughs> uh, no, dude. I'm, if, I'm, if I am, you are. So I put it in front of what the only net and proxy, nothing else. Mm -hmm. That That's pretty much a way so that you can turn an option in the config off without actually deleting it. Like, if you add that symbol in front of it, then Bitcoin ignores that setting. And if you take it away, it'll recognize it the next time you reset. I can't close the options. Does, do you ever get, like, bu bugs in core? Because I can't close the options screen. Did you have another window open on top of that? It was hidden behind it. That is my pet peeve, because I have my system set up so that, yeah... Let's just say if my mouse moves, windows disappear behind stuff all the time. Welcome to Bitcoin Core. As this is the first time the saying it's the first time it's been launched. What are you on about? What did you do, Peter? As this is the first time we were as, winning. Did what you told me. As this, <laughs> the, as this is the first time the program's launched, you can choose where Bitcoin Core will store its data. 
do whatever. Bitcoin Core would download and store a copy of the Bitcoin blockchain, approximately eight gigabyte of data was stored in this directory. I've only got 41 gigabyte of free space because I've already downloaded it. So what do I do? Do I just press OK and will it find? Um, did you use the defaults last time? Yeah, of course. Then just do that. Verifying blocks, pruning block store. Mm. So it's it says like it does not say it's starting from scratch. It's just checking what's already there. Yeah, but it looks like he's trying to prune something. Pruning block store. I swear I've not changed anything. Did you set it up to run as a pruned node? Nope. See, this is the problem, right? See, something here. What is in the con the config file right now? Because that should not be pruning anything unless the option to prune was passed to it. Um, I think I've done everything you've told me. I can't go into the preferences now because it says prune in block store. I hope this gives people a good indication of what Anormi is like and why this is... I've always, despite people like yelling at me and telling me I'm a fucking moron, saying that I think this is is too much for most people. Like I'm doing this with your help and struggling. You, I just it would it. It's not like I could never have figured this out on my own. Yeah, Spectre itself. I, I'm looking at that and I'm nervous. These are tools that are designed for people who understand. Um. How computers work, and they they can. I reckon there's a lot of people like me who look at this and go, "What the fuck is this?" Ah, oh, here we go. All right, so we're in. We're back in. That's weird. Why did it do that? Let me just go into preferences. The prune block storage to two gigabyte is checked now. Well, you had to have check checked that. that at some point, but. Yeah. Now it says reverting the setting will re-download. What do I do? Do I just leave it as a pruned one now? Uh, for purposes of just getting stuff working for this show, yes. But in future, be very careful not to check that because if you want the whole copy of the blockchain, you're going to have the fun of downloading from scratch again. Well, it's only like 48 hours. They can do that again. So anyway, so what? why have the pruning option? Was just for storage space. Like, you know what I mean? The whole point of, you know, running this node is that it checks every block and makes sure everything in it follows all the rules. But there's no need really to keep old blocks except to have them to give to new people. You know, like once you have right. actually okay. verified a block and the results of it, like you can, like as far as you're concerned, you can throw that away and it doesn't matter because you already verified it. Okay. So a prune node is fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, I'm, I'm in the peers now. I've got 023, it seems to be missing one. I've got node ID 02345678910. I've got their address, the ping. They're all normal IP addresses, though, nothing over Tor. Yeah, all normal. Well, how would I know if it's over Tor? What, what, would, it, what would it do? It what would it have a big, long, giant list of gibberish with dot .onion at the end of it instead of an IP address. No. no, these are all normal IP addresses, and everyone seems to be ending in 8333. Okay, well, that yeah, that's the, the port... Um, that Bitcoin uses. But um, yeah, 
Okay, so uh, really, sounds like the only issue here is getting peers over tour. Um, so not 100% sure what's <laughs> going on there in terms of it could just be, you know, all of those nodes have full connections, so they're not accepting connections from you. It could be an issue with tour. Like, you know, it's been getting uh, massively... DDoS uh, periodically for the last month or two, um, but yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to forget tour for, tour for now. We're going to keep it as it is. Okay. So the thing about Bitcoin Core, I never need to create a wallet in that, right? I just leave that just running and creating blocks, blah blah blah. So if we go back to Spectre, so if I do that test for connection, I wonder if that works now. No, it still doesn't. So how do I? Ah, I know this is because it's got the latest block. That see, that was another thing. I was always wondering, how would I know if um, Spectre is always connected to Core? But the fact that it's just telling you the block numbers, it tells you that. Like I said, any competent developer is going to have a glaring signal to users, so that if that disconnects, they'll realize it. So really, I'm done. I've got my node set up. I've connected it to Spectre. We've given up on Tor, but at least I've got a VPN, so that's at least something. So I can add a new... So if I click add a new wallet, I can create a single key wallet or multi-sig, but what I really want to do is I just want to add a hardware mm -hmm. device. And, and this is a really important thing, um, you know, I think to mention, especially with the accidental pruning um, happening right now. Um, if you yeah. have a pruned node and you hook a wallet up like uh, Spectre to that node like this, and you've used that wallet for a very long time, um, it's going mm -hmm. to have to resync the blockchain to find all the balances in that wallet. Because like, if you only have the last 1,000 blocks, but you have a bunch of payments and coins in the last 10,000 blocks, it's going to need to resync to find that money. So that it's just an important right, okay. thing to think about. Like if you're starting a brand new wallet and sending money there, not a problem at all. But if you're importing a wallet that you've already used for a long time um, with a pruned node, like you, you're going to have to resync uh, to actually find all the, the UTXOs you own. So I'm going to do that now, right? Because I'm not going to um, connect my wallet to it now. So I'm going to uncheck that. Like we're done now. Um, so... The next step is to go and connect my cold card. So like, I'm guessing the point on uh, Spectre is I can create a wallet within Spectre. I, I can also just go and connect a device to it. I don't have to... When I'm connecting a device to it, I don't have to create a wallet as well, do I? The device... I'm using the wallet on the device. No, um, you, you would, like, in the, the sense of, like... Uh... You know, like you get a cold card, you're still going to need to go to the cold card and get the public key data off of it and then import that. Right, okay. So the other thing is, just generally speaking, you're gonna... error opening block database. <laughs> oh my God. Right. This is funny. So I'm now opening Bitcoin QT, loading block index. You need to rebuild the database using reindex to go back to unpruned mode. This will re-download the entire blockchain. Do you want to rebuild the block database now? I click OK. Error opening block database. 
I think what uh, something probably goofed in pruning it real quick and then turning it off and going back to unprune it. Um, so I'm gonna have to life. uninstall core. I'm gonna have to uninstall core now. No, 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 no. Oh, what do I do if, now? If you so what you want to do right now is just resync from scratch, right? How do I do that though? Because I'm opening core and it's not letting me. Go to the file directory where you told it to put all the Bitcoin data when you set it up and just delete that folder. And then when you... So firstly, I don't don't know where it would would have been the default and I I don't even know how to get there. Um, No momento. I can probably search for... If I can search, um, search the file directory, what do I search for? Is it application support? Well, you got to remember, I hate Macs, so I need to go spend five seconds figuring out how Mac structures that. Well, see if I can, let's see if I can beat you. Okay, check library application support, and then see if there's a Bitcoin folder in there. How do, how do, I, how do I get to there? Do I have to go to my connect, uh, go to folder thing? Yeah, just go to the, the graphic folder browser, and then the library folder application support and then bitcoin enter path is it, is it just is it just forward slash library um yeah, yeah. here we go application support um is it in application support did you say yeah what am i looking for in there there's nothing that looks like bitcoin in there there's no bitcoin at all Nope. Is there an option cool. in the f- folder application for like see hidden files or like show hidden uh-huh. folders? There's a shortcut for that. I get to use it the other day and I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's command shift dot, but there's nothing changing. No, it's not doing it. There's no hidden files in there. Uh, everybody should just run Linux and the world would be simpler. Yeah. Um, must be, I must be able to, what, what is the name of the thing I'm trying to find? I must be able to right. search. Let me see Let's try this. Hit, you know, the weird, funny Apple key that's there instead of the Windows key? Command. Hit, hit Command-Alt-G. Hit Command Alt and G all at the same time. It brings up Go to Folder. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just sent you something on Keybase uh, File Path. Paste that whole thing in there and try hitting Go and see what happens. What do I paste that after library or separately? No, like literally only put the whole path that I sent over. Okay. Ah, oh, no, it doesn't work. We must have to just like search for the fucking file. Just try, try searching for Bitcoin and see if anything pops up. Also, just in case Tim Cook is listening, try making Apple suck less hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's a regular listener to the show. <laughs> right. Bitcoin QT, Bitcoin Core, no. It's not coming up with everything. Anything. It's making me just want to 
delete it, reinstall it, and because it's just painful. Ah, <sighs> Peter, so this is what happens when you accidentally prune your node when you don't want to. I know, but look, can you see how just like are you like I'm not making up. Like people are like, oh, you should just fucking learn this shit. And I'm like, I'm not making up. I just don't get it, and I try, and I get confused. Um, and I just think this is why a lot of yeah it's very easy for someone who's created a node to go out on twitter and say oh i've done it i'm a genius but like when you get battered so hard for not understanding it i think it's no wonder some people won't admit it but i know my emails and i know what people say to me and this is definitely i'm telling you right now bitcoin core and specter i'm gonna do it but it's not gonna be the one for me it's just too much. I think I need one of the out-of-the-box ones. I'm going to play with the Embassy one again, see how I get on with that. I will complete this, I will do this, and we'll connect my cold card. But I get anxiety even just looking at Spectre going, well, there's so many options here that I have no idea what they mean. Like, if you use something like Ledger or Trezor, despite what people think of them, it's very easy to use because I only see what I need to see, which is there's my balance and send and receive. Here, I, I'm, I'm looking at things like upload your keys, yeah, um, all those different options that we had in in the in the settings that just make you know uh, HWI bridge tour and I test connection I get a failure. It's just I feel like I'm in something for developers and I'm lost and it's confusing. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, the the tour test inspector doesn't matter unless you want to like remotely connect to that from somewhere else in the world. But I mean, it's this, this is kind of, you know, how I, I frame this in the first part of this. Like, I absolutely think everyone should try to set things up themselves like this. Like, give it a college try. If you really can't, then yeah. You know, you have things like Umbral, Embassy, MyNode, um, like, you know what I mean? There, there are the options to just plug something in. And if you really can't figure out how to set this stuff up yourself, then go for it. But like, he, here's a, a, a point I want to make about meeting in the middle. All these hardware wallets out there should have years ago had a simple app that you just install core and run that and then download their app and click a button and just, you know what I mean? You, you just have those apps that come with it, hook up to there. And that's only just starting. Like I think ledger last year finally has support for that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Trezor was actually walking down that road if they haven't uh, got there already, but yeah, I mean, people should be running a node if for anything else, just the fact it's it's private and you're not leaking to some central third party how many Bitcoin you own. And yeah, you know, maybe something like Spectre is a little complicated for people, but those simpler things should be able to hook up like this too. I mean, like it, this wallet might make you nervous and might seem complicated, but I mean – wasn't that just clicking a few buttons and now it's talking to core, you know, but before things went sideways? No, it was, but but I couldn't do it without you. Um, and I'm still nervous by the interface. Uh, I'm not nervous using 
uh, when I'm, I'm not nervous using, I've used Trezor and Ledger and Ledger before, and I'm not nervous using those because the interface is designed for someone like me. Can I not, like in command line, just go and find this? In terminal, go and find this um, file to delete. So I can see the, so I'm in the library and I can see the file structure because I did that ls thing and I can see application support. But when I put cd space application support, it says string not in, do I have to do something for the space? Yep, um, you have to put a backslash that um, tilts to the, the right at the, or the left at the, the top. Uh, no, it, it just doesn't put a space in then. then. All right. Well, no, you, you still have to put the space, but you have to have that slash before oh. the space. I'm um, in application support. LS. Right. Bitcoin. We found Bitcoin. So we're going to go into that. CD um, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Okay. In there, I've got anchors.dat, boundless.dat, bitcoin.conf blocks. Chain state, debug, bunch of stuff. Do I need to get rid of blocks? Um, delete everything except the comp file. How do I delete something in? Um, type rm and then um, whatever the directory is. Um, you so get rid of anchors.dat? Like literally delete everything in there except bitcoin.com. Oh. Even settings.json. Yeah. Everything. You want to clear that okay. completely out so that when Bitcoin starts uh, again, it thinks that it's starting for the first time. So I, it says I can't remove blocks, chain state, or wallets because they're all f a directory. Okay, so after you type RM, put space, dash, capital R, and then space, and then the directory name. That's it. So if that's deleted, if I go and check my um, disk utility, why well, suddenly have loads more space? Yeah, brilliant. All right, well, listen, look. Next time we speak, <laughs> sync in again. Next time we speak, Bitcoin Core will be synced. I will reconnect it to Spectre. I'll have connected my cold card, I will have loaded some dollars into my cold card and I will have sent it to you. That is what's going to happen. Peter, this is what winning looks like. Dude, I, I wonder if people, I mean, I wonder if people listen to the end and if they do, I, I wonder, I'm really intrigued to what people are going to make of it. I don't know if it's a really boring show talking through it or it's actually like, it's really interesting for people to hear through it, but we will see. Okay, man, listen, look, I'm going to let you go. Uh, when we next speak, I'm going to message you on Keybase, say send me a Bitcoin address, and that's going to come to you via my setup. I I hopefully will be syncing. I'll sync in 24 hours, and then I'll get that sorted. Thank you, brother. Winning. Winning, winning, nearly winning. So... That was a slightly different show, right? Um, I'm going to be really interested in the feedback on this. Uh, it's going to be... Please look, if you've got any thoughts on it, drop me an email. You might be techies and still think I'm a moron. Go on, shout at me, call me a moron. 
I'm, I'm not doing this on purpose. I just find this stuff complicated. Um, and if you're trying to set up a node and you're having a similar experience, please let me know. Look, if you've done it easily, please let me know. I'm interested in all levels of feedback. Now, we did manage to get it set up in the end, uh, but I do find this hard. As you heard, I struggle with a lot of it. And I think perhaps my experience probably reflects what a lot of other people are going through while trying to do this stuff. It is a long and hard process. And there was about another 20 minutes of me clicking in silence, which we've edited out because um, you don't need to hear that, you know, those bits which Shinobi's holding my hand. Uh, there is no way I could have done this on my own. And even in doing it on my own, I still would have been nervous, even if it all worked, I would have been nervous sending Bitcoin around with this, making a mistake and losing Bitcoin. I guess I'm just used to the world where I cre create, well, I use software which just automatically handles this for me. I've used Trezor, I've used Ledger, and they have the interface that does most of the hard work for me. Now, I understand the arguments against this, and I understand the arguments for doing the no thing, but I'm not lying when I struggle with this. So let me know what you think. Do you get this shit, or like me, do you find it hard? As I said in my intro, I'm going to give Umbral and my node a go and see how I get on with those simpler solutions. I'm also going to try out my embassy, but I really wanted to try setting it up from scratch and see how I found it. So I hope that you found this interesting. If you want to reach out to me, my email address is hello at whatbitcoindid.com. I will get back to you. And um, Thanks everyone who supports the show. If you want to support the show, please just want reviews these days. Just head over to iTunes, leave me a review or any platform that you use that allows for reviews. Also, go and check out my other podcast, Defiance. That's at defiance.news or sign up to my newsletter, which is at neveredit.com. Have a great rest of your weekend and I will see you all next week.